1: It's an absurd song I I don't even know how I allowed this to happen Except that I love it And I'm really glad it's the song Um, I want to bring out our guest Ike Barinholtz Uh, This is his intro He acts, he writes for Mindy And he harasses Devin Nunes on Twitter I come out We have Neil Brennan, uh, comedian, his special Three Mics is on Netflix right now, and it's awesome, and it's deeply, and it's not, it's, get out, come out, Neil, Neil, it's time, it's time, but it's, uh, uh, on the special, Neil, uh, he has uh, one, uh, one mic for, uh, uh, for comedy, one mic for one-liners, and one and one. And mic- when I just talk about Syria, <laughs> and one mic where he just kind of bears his soul. And I saw you do an interview about this where you talked about how it's really helping you with uh, ladies. Thank um, you. And uh, let's. Hey, by tra- the way, d- before we go any further, the way you do an
2: intro, you say their credits first, and then you make it like a big celebration on their name.
1: See, these are great notes, and we are working on this made is me episode waited. three. I should have um, waited. This is sort of a backstage thing after. You know, great show. You do a compliment sandwich. You say, loved what a week, love the segments. That a all Quick goes note on the saying. intro. Um, Overall, great. Our show. Next, you know what? I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to put it into practice right now. Our next guest is a former chief political correspondent for CNN. Doesn't this feel uh, better uh, she, already? It feels fantastic. Uh, she's one of the smartest people and funniest people around, Jessica Yellen. Yes. yes.
0: I feel relieved of the pressure to be funny. So, thank you.
1: All right, let's get into it. Uh, what a week, guys. Huh. Oh. Woo! It what? must end. When does a it week. End? Um, So let's start with uh, Neil Gorsuch. Uh, first of all, I did look up how to pronounce it properly. And he did say in his testimony that it's pronounced Gorsuch. That is so frustrating. <laughs> um, it's a spondy, right? The emphasis is the same on both the first and second syllable. Which What is, is the word? A spondy? Bursa, a spondy. Go it's on. A, it's a poetry term. <laughs> and um, anyway, his name is deeply... Along with his the fact that his policies, his sort of view on the Constitution means that truckers should die in the cold. Uh, it's yeah, one of his most annoying qualities. Fact about
3: him. He uh, fucking sucks. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, but he's really... Uh, he's to the right
1: of Scalia, they say, which is... Whew, that's going to be fun. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm excited for uh, that. So... Uh, Gorsuch has confirmed. They did it. McConnell invokes the nuclear option to change the Senate rules. Mitch McConnell, by the way, this week he formally
3: transitioned into a turkey. <laughs> I think so, he became a turkey. Yeah, yeah, no, he identifies he, as turkey. Yeah, yeah.
1: He, does, he does. He's a spokesman now for the turkey community, <laughs> trans turkey community. Um, so I want to start with Jessica because you are a nonpartisan person on the panel. Democrats are saying this is in a crazy aberration. Um, a disaster for the senate and it's called the nuclear option for a reason do you think it's a big deal do you think it's a big deal that the senate has gone to the point where they've eliminated the f- filibuster for judicial appointments
0: yes there's no question that's a big deal it was the check they instituted to let the minority have a say and it was sort of everything had been eroded all these other sort of conventions of bipartisan cooperation but this held there was always a filibuster on the supreme court to nod to the importance of minority say. To wipe that away is a massive change, and the truth is it could hurt Republicans down the line uh, because they're the ones who've employed the filibuster more. But for now, it's it, it just shows there's really zero effort to cooperate in the Senate going forward.
2: Yeah. The, I think the thing that's – stupid. why are they lifetime appointments? Isn't that <laughs> to like the, court? the dumbest – Yeah, it's the dumbest – it's the only thing in right. government – that is like, no, you get it from... Uh,
1: how, do, how long do you want it? We let God decide. this Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It is strange. Like, and also just the fact it... that, like, it was a rule written when it was like, oh, no, you got We're a cut on your arm. too and yeah, that was like a long <laughs> yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. We do sense. not have antibiotics. There's no Neosporin. Yeah.
3: I send Ruth Bader uh, antioxidants every day. I send her, like, a uh, gift yeah.
1: you know, well, wellness. I yes. want her to be well and yes. well. I hope that she's not using a step-in tub. I hope that she no, can... No. I hope that there's no ledge. She's got the it's, one with the door. Yeah, the there's got to be a door, door or just, one of, just yeah. a nice Zero open... Risk. You know what I mean? That's, that, you, nobody, there's you know a lot of problem with that
2: door, by the way, which is you still have to climb into it because you can't open a door with a full tub. I've thought about this a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I guess you could just be patient.
2: Yeah, or you just have to sit there and read the paper for 40 minutes. While it drains. Yeah. Uh, And you prune. You have to be patient on both sides. Let's really dig into this. You have to be patient patient on both sides. You have to enter the tub, wait for it to fill up, (laughs) do what you do, then go, all right, I need to be somewhere in an hour and a half, drain the tub. Uh, She is a patient uh, woman. She sits
3: next to Clarence Thomas and doesn't bump him on the fucking head. She's a a, a pregnant angel. She's an angel from heaven.
2: Yes.
1: So the thing that I've been thinking about is Hillary Clinton's president. uh, A Republican. Uh, Wait, what? I I I think (laughs) about that a fair amount. I bet. Uh, But no, but so uh, the Senate uh, Democratic minority is, or uh, the Senate, we have a Democratic majority in the Senate and we're trying to get a Hillary Clinton appointment through. And Mitch McConnell is once again demonstrating unprecedented obstruction, which is part of what led to the read sort of nuking the, the first part of the filibuster back in 2013. And we go through this whole thing in reverse. It should be noted it was after like 55... 55- for sure, uh,
2: appointment yeah. attempts by the Democrats, and they they shut all of them down, and then finally don't, they went to filibuster.
1: You don't come at me trying to say that I'm being too easy on Mitch McConnell. <laughs> yeah, okay. you don't come my into fault.
2: this show. My fault, my fault, my fault. Tell me that. My fault. No disrespect.
1: Yeah, I'll walk, I'll go through the whole thing. I'll start at Bork <laughs> and I'll the whole and what actually happened with Bork. We'll go from Bork to Clinton nominees being held up by who? Uh, Mitch McConnell, I believe.
3: Strangely, though, friend of the pod. He likes the. He listens to this show. He's one of my best friends, and it has yeah. been so hard. Right before I got here, he tweeted at me, g- g- "Good luck tonight." <laughs> That's kind of what he sounds like. It was a video. I do lots of. Pol- <laughs> it was. He sent me a video. He you video. A video. You <laughs> can do that on Good. <laughs> good luck tonight.
2: And then there was like a turkey flew at him.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. But. If a Democrat were, to, if the Democratic President were to do this with a Democratic Senate, I don't think we care. I think we're cool with it. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, that's the that's the rub of all this stuff. Is that as much as we hate Democrats hate when Republicans do it. If the shoe were on the other foot, it would be the be fine. It's like when people said uh, if Hillary had walked around and said she
1: grabbed guys by the dicks. <laughs>
0: oh my God, that thought. People we on was, the left please. would have been like. Eh. <laughs>
1: I feel like it would have, like, I think people would have thought it would have been cool. I actually, yeah. yeah. would have been like, that's a side of her we hadn't we didn't seen. Know. Yeah. Wanting, who is the real Hillary? Yeah. She oh, she's okay. like a dick grabbing weirdo. I actually, yeah. that's what we've been missing. That's the piece. we have been good. She lo- really lost it on the dick
3: grabbing uh, <laughs> demo in Wisconsin. Yeah. And I think that could have pushed us into the W. Yeah. Category. The white
1: dick working class <laughs> doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that doesn't make sense.
2: The dick in class.
1: The dick in class. <laughs> I'm going to go mm. to my next card.
0: I <laughs> have no comments.
1: Anything else on Gorsuch? Everybody feel good? I just will always
3: miss that, like, 20 minutes during his confirmation hearing when him and Ted Cruz were just... It was like the fucking notebook. <laughs> it was just like... <laughs> these two white, corny motherfuckers being like, well, you. I'll tell you what, Mr. <laughs> Senator Cruz. Uh, I've never thought about that. And Ted Cruz like, <laughs> 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 shut up,
1: both of you.
4: <laughs> the, uh,
1: the thing that's so sad about Gorsuch is, you know, it's just a stolen seat, and we just we just got gave beat, guys. We, yes. lost. You, we lost. We lost. Merrick
3: Garland's out there, monster.com, right now, trying to get a fucking job. <laughs>
1: this is horrible.
0: I think Democrats gave it up, and if w- roles were reversed, the Republicans would have such a better message fighting back against this. 100%. They would be killing it yeah. right now. Yeah.
1: I wish we could trick them into Did telling us what it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think
2: that they'll try to un- They'll try to like put the law back on the books, the filibuster.
0: I think once it's gone, it's gone.
1: Was it a law or was it just No, like it a, was a oh, practice the just a pra- They have all yes. these
0: weird traditions, yeah. so... Well, the thing that's scary about the
1: filibuster now is, now that the filibuster for judicial appointments and the filibuster for executive appointments is gone, Republicans have control of the Senate. They know that Trump's not popular. They know they may lose the House. They're going to start itching to get rid of the one for the legislative yeah. stuff, too. And they're already, you already see people, so we don't have to get too into the weeds here, but reconciliation is a budget process where you can do things with 50 votes. And they're already starting to try to use that for more and more. And you see some sort of conservative saying, why are we letting the parliamentarian what we can do with reconciliation? Anything. Ram it through. Ram it through.
0: When I was still in TV, I had to do a piece once explaining the filibuster, and I was not allowed to use the word filibuster because it would bore the audience. So I'm incredibly impressed that you just used the word filibuster, reconciliation, and legislative process. But make no mistake. The
2: the audience is bored.
1: Make no (laughs) mistake.
0: Do that I don't
1: think so. I think that those fucking <laughs> blast. This is the best night of their lives. Yeah. Giving up for
0: reconciliation.
1: <laughs> These people had to buy tickets in like five fucking minutes. They, they're, they're fans. <laughs>
4: All
1: right, moving on to our next topic. All right, I'm just I'm just gonna read this topic because I did not beat this. Uh, this topic is ballistic Cucks versus Bannon. <laughs>
3: the best name ever for any segment Can you explain,
0: ever. what does cucks really mean? I'm so, so confused so, by
3: it. So, uh, <laughs> oh, real um, quick, just so people know, the title is a parody to a 2002 film called Ballistics X vs. Sever. Thank you. A film starring Lucy Liu and Antonio Banderas. Exactly. I want to educate wow. you so now you can enjoy this. Lesson. I'm really glad that
1: you did that and I felt, like, I felt good about it. I feel like a fucking loser. <laughs> uh, as for the term cuck, it is a combination of the word cuckold and conservative.
0: Oh. The front row
1: is learning things as we speak. And uh it w- it is a term of uh, of that internet man children uh use to attack republicans that they don't think are falling in line. I also think there's when they say cuck, there's a word that sounds
0: yeah, like that's cuck, what I that thought. they
1: wanted to say that
3: maybe has an i in there's there. There's a few words oh. cuz every time I've seen the word cuck appeared it's to a jewish person. Oh, and that's oh. what I wasn't thinking that at really? all. I I've it, never oh. seen a a jew Call someone else a cuck, but I've seen lots of non-Jews called Jews cucks. Well, it's interesting you say Wait, that what? because can you
1: can you put this on the board? What you <laughs> John, bring up the board real quick. <laughs> but anyway, it, it was a term this week used by Steve Bannon to refer to Jared Kushner. To your point, yes, Alleg- allegedly says the journalist. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I, <laughs> I run a media company now. I yeah. am a journalist. <laughs> It e- "It is so easy <laughs> to be a journalist. That's my discovery." Uh, but anyway, just Steve, what you think? Steve, Steve
3: Bannon, to be by true. the way, Steve Bannon now is officially um, Robert the Bruce's father in Braveheart. That creepy man whose face <laughs> is falling off, who just gives him like treasonous advice.
1: He's just like, "That's who he's become. <laughs> so there's been a lot of White House infighting, and because this is the leakiest White House ever, it has spilled out into the public. Uh, and one of the things that spilled out to the public this week is that, uh, allegedly, thank you, uh, Steve Bannon referred to Jared Kushner as a cuck and a globalist, to your point. Oh, yeah, that he's is. He's Jewish. A, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, on top of that, uh, Bannon was removed from the NSC. Um, and there are rumors that he's going to be uh, removed from the White House, uh, in part because Trump does not like when people call him President Bannon, which is hilarious. We should, we should all stop tweeting We those should jokes stop doing it. Because it seems like it's really aggravating, Steve. Um, uh, Axios, uh, which has great access because uh, they're very nice to Donald Trump. Cool publication. Uh, but Axios reports that the Bannonites believe that the liberals have staged a coup Jared has reported, reportedly thinks that the Bannonites are clinically nuts. That was his... Well. That was what... They, they are... I mean, I don't know if they've been diagnosed. Like, I don't know what you'd look up in the DSM-5, but they're out of their minds. And finally, and this is my favorite part of the reporting on the infighting this week, because Trump is such a f- uh, fickle boss, and no one knows where they stand, and there's so much leaking, they're all afraid to leave Trump's side, and so meetings can't be scheduled without Trump because people are afraid they won't be with Trump when Trump makes decisions. So they're like a childhood uh, soccer team following the ball around. Um, well, that interview with Glenn Thrush
3: and Maggie Haber, yeah, there were like was six, 15 yeah. people standing around him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. what the president means to say. And then, yeah. uh, it was uh, like a recording studio.
2: Like <laughs> like, Yo, Donald, that shit is
1: hot right now. <laughs> And one final, uh, uh, apparently Steve Bannon got furious at Jared Kushner in a meeting, reportedly, according to Maggie Haberman, who we trust Trasked. implicitly. Yes. She's a great reporter, but also Trump talks to her. Yeah. And just like, he calls her. What's funny is when she has, like, she's from the
2: New York Times. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if she ever goes, like, why are you calling me oh. if I work for the Phelan? Like, yeah. do you know that like, no, no. you're contradicting yourself?
0: No. I have a theory on this I'm obsessed with this topic The people who reject him the most He chases yes. So it's, it goes counter to all media narratives About kissing up to ac- get access right. The Washington Post is tough to him So he leaks to Robert Costa who's on their staff. The New York Times is mean to him, so he leaks to the New York Times. He's obsessed with chasing the ones who hate him. It's
1: almost as though, in childhood, he learned um, (laughs) that you have to seek love from someone who withholds it. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get too into it. Uh, But anyway, Bannon said to Jared in a meeting, here's the reason there's no middle ground. Bannon growled. (laughs) Maggie Haberman with the great writer too you're a democrat which is an insult to these people the record so, those are all
3: true I think isn't Jared a democrat he yeah, has, yeah he had I mean, been till now um, um, he's gonna solve the middle east though guys yeah. so uh, that picture of him in that flag jacket where he looks like one of the fucking bad guys and uh, sent him a woman <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know really good luck good luck Jesus lose the jacket what the f- nah, 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 nah. I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you don't put you put the vest over the jacket. Did you put the yeah. vest under the jacket? Do
3: you think he was talking to me like, "What do I do here? Do I leave? Yeah. The, I'm going to leave the jacket on." I'm like, no, "No, no, take the jacket off. Look more casual, relaxed, talking to the troops." He's like, "Got it." And the last minute, he's like, <laughs> "It always, yeah. It
1: always sucks when you realize you put a smaller layer over a bigger layer. You just are yes. uncomfortable all day." Yes. Um, but anyway, White House, super fun place to work right now. Um, here's the question. So you have this, you have this divide between. Bannon people the Stephen Miller people the kind of populists then you have this really kind of liberal leaning wing which is Ivanka and Jared is it crazy to just ask the question are Jared and Ivanka maybe quietly like the heroes in a story that we're like not telling like are they I, I don't I want to say no and I think I come down on a hard no but <laughs> how are we in such a dark place that we have to look for them to be kind of a source of rebuke to these populist nationalist influences?
0: In a world of darkness, perhaps they are the light. <laughs> but... <laughs> that was it's, beautiful. It's not... Hey, is this Maggie Haberman? <laughs> <in my mind?
2: laughs> you said her name was Jessica, I thought.
0: That's the story they leak. I mean, that's. I think that's the story they put out, is that they're going to be the saviors. Yeah, they're going to, course, correct him. They are the hope. Well,
2: so, yeah. That was my question with the healthcare thing was when he kept saying like, I may work with the Democrats. There was a part of me that was like, he might work. It really wouldn't make a difference to him, as long care. as he won. Because he doesn't. He's not an ideologue. He's just like, what's po- what works live, yeah. like what <laughs> worked live. That's his whole yeah. thing. Like, and then I'm just gonna play the hits, whatever he said in on the on the trail. Now that's how he governs. And then it's like, all right, well that shit doesn't work anymore. So now I'm gonna now I'm gonna be a Democrat.
1: It's really strange because he campaigned as this populist, yeah. uh, this Bannon kind of, in the Bannon style, right, which is because it worked, what worked last yeah. at his rallies. And then he gets into office and, and there's Priebus and uh, you have Paul Ryan on the hill. And he kind of pursues a straight down the line, old fashioned conservative agenda with an executive order kind of sprinkled on top for evil. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, um, but it's not working. Right, he has a his approval rating is in the toilet. He's apparently furious at Bannon. Pr- Priebus may be on the way out. Uh, and by the way, just I-, I need some kind of a countdown clock because a year ago I said that Reince Priebus would have to leave politics in the middle of the night with what he could carry, and the fact that he is now White House chief of staff is not just reprehensible. It makes me look dumb. <laughs> and so I just, my, my defense mechanism to say, I'm just ahead of the story still. <laughs> so I'm just watching that. I'm watching that. I'm watching that bo- that You'll burner. be borne out. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, but the question is, is a course correction possible? You know, is it possible for Trump to adjust? You know, one thing that Ivanka claims to care about is climate change, right? But he, he has, kind of has that job. dumb thing where he goes, for every one regulation we put in, we get rid of
2: two, as if he's like, I've thought this through. <laughs> And I have a plan. It's just
3: a weird like I don't like regulations. Right. Or he's like, "This is great news for the seventy thousand coal miners. The rest of the planet, you're fucked."
1: Yeah. So it's like I don't know where. Because they, they, yeah. yeah, yeah. they came to see him live. They came to see him live. Yeah. They they bought the merch. It's like
3: yeah. the, the band that, that that gives tickets to their fans or their uh, their list before.
2: That's that is correct. They so get, so that's, that's you
3: upstairs. you someone to run with on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. This happened. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, there's no evidence, right, that these, this infighting has resulted in any positive change in a more liberal direction. Nothing. There's no shred of evidence that any of this has resulted in anything positive. I think if Bannon leaves, that's a huge positive.
3: Him
0: leaving thing. the NSC is a plus. Yeah. But a plus. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, but, nominal.
3: But is that just Trump just doing it for, like, the optics? Is he really, like, after the NSC meetings, like, Steve,
1: here's what you missed. <laughs> this is going on. We're going to bomb the fuck out of, uh, yeah. like, is he still kind of... I feel like Trump I, just says things and doesn't do it. I think we don't know. Language. I think we don't know. There really is a chance that Bannon may be on the way out.
3: I've never seen someone so casual in the White House. It's awful. Yeah. It's fucking awful. Yeah. Oh, God. No shame. The
0: good news about this development with Bannon is that it seems like some of the White House is starting to play by traditional political rules. If you, you know, going back to when he took office, I was predicting I just that Bannon would be out within the year because he clashes with Kushner, and in the end, the son-in-law wins. So it's only a matter of time till he has to go.
2: Trump didn't know any of these people. <laughs> right. he, he, two things. He didn't know any of the people, and he didn't know what the job was. <laughs> right. So now he's on the job with a bunch of people who he has no loyalty to. Mm-hmm. The thing on Trump is he's super loyal. But if you – like, Bannon has given him bad advice.
0: Well, the problem is Get him that out of here. Bannon is giving him great advice to appeal to the base. Exactly. Well, but yeah. To, to appeal make... to all right. Well,
2: it's, if he
3: if if killing if Bannon and Bannon break all right. up, doesn't Breitbart turn on Trump fully and like start? It's all I, very.
1: It's all very exciting. I, know, I, <laughs> right. I, right. <laughs> I just. It's just like you know. What it's um, it's like it's like carb-free pasta. Like it seems impossible. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> um, uh, in closing. No policy changes. It's a bunch of infighting. It's super fun to talk about. We have no idea what's going to happen. That's it for What a Week.
0: Okay. What a Week.
1: That's it. When we come back, too stupid to
5: be true.
0: As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love made-in cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust made-in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use made-in cookware.
1: Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Angel's Envy. How can envy be a motivating force that inspires people? I don't know. Maybe maybe look at... Look at Elon Musk. I mean, just you know, <laughs> en- envy makes the world go round. Envy and FOMO. That's basically it. That's a ba- yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's, the half, that's capitalism. <laughs> Envy is commonly regarded as a vice, but it can be a good thing. Envy can be a catalyst for creation, inspiring the world to raise the bar. And Angel's Envy is a bourbon that is worth the envy. I was wondering where we were going with this. Angel's Envy bends the traditional rules of whiskey. It's a little different from all other bourbons out there. This bourbon makes the perfect gift for any occasion. Angel's Envy are the pioneers of secondary finishing in bourbon and one of the first full production urban distilleries in downtown Louisville. With its unique bottle design, Angels Envy bourbon finished in port barrels is sure to be the envy of any bar cart too. Look for Angels Envy Bourbon finished in port barrels. Please drink responsibly. Copyright 2024 Angels Envy bottled by Louisville Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky. It is our third show. We did never did a test show. This is the second time we've done this. I'm making it up as I've never hosted. You didn't a show. tell me
2: Favreau was one of the Winklevolts twins. Look at those.
1: Guys. <laughs> so so we have. So, John Favreau is here with his more handsome brother, Andy Favreau, which is super fucking annoying. What a good-looking family. Do you know how fucking frustrated it is to have to go on television with John and Tommy? Why do you think I lost 10 pounds? Also, the
3: brother, Andy, is uh, a great actor, and he's going to be much richer than his brother is going to be. So, your brother's better looking, and he's going to be wealthier and have a better life.
1: Well, let's see how crooked media does, all right? Don't. Let's not not get ahead of ourselves, all right? (laughs) Yes. This is a segment we call Too Stupid to be True. Here's how this works. Uh, Each of our panelists have beneath their chairs a piece of paper that they should pick up. Uh, On it, it has a little bit of an explanation and then a quote that may or may not have been uttered uh, by a pundit this week. Two of them are too stupid to be true. One of them is true. And it will be up to Brandon, oh. who barely made it to this show, but yeah. tweeted at me to ask if he could get in late, That's true. <laughs> yes. and who I believe skipped a Lakers game for this. Wow. Yeah. It was actually worse than that. Um, we were guests of Genie Bus, and I lied and said <laughs> that, that uh, we were still on the flight and got delayed. Um, hey, Brandon,
2: you know this, this airs. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping she's
1: not... Um, uh, <laughs> In retrospect, we're hoping she's not a friend of the pie. So, 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 so Very cool. Thank you for being here. Um, all right, we're going to play Too Stupid to be True. Here we go. We're going to start with Ike. Yes, sir. <clears throat> In response to Trump's
3: decision to launch a military attack on Syria, quote, I think the moment when someone becomes president of the United States is the moment when they first use military might, end quote. That's, that's really stupid. Very stupid. That's Very tough. stupid
1: statement is what that is. It's like, what does that even mean? All right. Quote number two,
2: Neil. In response to the call for inclusion of minority women alongside Bill Nye in the upcoming March for Science, quote, so what they're really saying is they hate white men more than they hate
1: global warming. That's amazing. (laughs) That can't be real. (laughs) That's amazing. That one feels too stupid. That That one feels too stupid. stupid. That feels Uh, like a uh, gimme.
3: I could see uh, Jeffrey Lord saying that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Brandon, where's your head at on one or two? The first one sounds like Wolf Blitzer, honestly. There was that thing last night where he was talking about it. So, like, I feel like that could be true. The second one, I would like to believe, is not true. Okay. All right. So, So so that's where you're at. All right. And finally, Jessica.
0: In response to tough questions asked of Neil Gorsuch during the confirmation process, quote, Gorsuch. Sorry, Thank over. you. I stand corrected. And do it yeah. <laughs> Did you watch any of those Gorsuch hearings? I don't want to compare the judge to Jesus, but it was exactly the same thing.
1: <laughs> that feels that feels just that feels too stupid to be true, doesn't it, Brandon? What do you think?
0: I think uh, I
1: think number two. You think number 2 is, is the is, true one? No, it's not true. It's not true. So you uh, think that's the fake one? Yes. So that's right there, that's the fake one. The fake. Now, I should point out that last week, it was a trick. They were all true. Yes. Yeah. And and it seems like it's impossible <laughs> that we would do that 2 weeks in a row that I would look you in the face, Brandon, who came here instead of I believe a Lakers game <laughs> and lie to you. But I did. They're all <laughs> uh, that, that these are clips of John Heilman on Morning Joe, Tucker Carlson on his lovely program, and a guy you may have heard of this week named Bill O'Reilly. Jesse, let's roll the clip. Oh,
3: I, I think that the moment when someone becomes President of the United States is the moment when they first really use American oh. military might. That's the moment when everyone looks in fact. Whether they like him or don't like him, that's the moment where you stand back and say, okay, that guy's the President of the United States now. Bill
0: O'Reilly is actually an engineer. He's not really a science guy. But apparently the folks that are organizing this march Gotten a little bit of a kerfuffle because they were very concerned that they were projecting this image of, you know, stereotypes that only scientists, the only scientists that are out there are white guys.
3: So, what they're really saying is they hate white men more than they hate global warming.
0: Oh, my. I God. mean,
3: did you watch any of those
1: Gorsuch hearings? I don't want to compare the judge to Jesus.
5: It was exactly the same thing. So,
1: and that's too stupid to be true. Brandon, thank you. Thank you. Now for a segment we call... There's, like, so much going on. How many of you guys know about a special election in the Kansas 4th District? Yeah. couple of you. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, uh, Mike Pompeo resigns his seat to become CIA director, okay? And that leaves an opening in the Congress. And it's an opening in a just completely red district, a district that went to Donald Trump by 30 points. So nobody cares about it. Nobody's paying attention. Well, then something interesting happened. Uh, people started voting. And uh, Democrats are showing up in far greater numbers than anybody expected. Turns out that obviously everybody's dealing with the effects of Trump uh, on turnout. But also, Sam Brownback, the governor of Kansas, is despised. And that's not like a partisan thing. People have been saying, I, I said people don't like him on Twitter. And a bunch of people from Kansas said, no, 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 we hate him. <laughs> um, he's the least popular governor in the country and he just did something to make himself more unpopular which is veto the Medicaid expansion that was passed by the Kansas legislature um, so what's happened now is Democrats are turning out in huge numbers to vote in this district to the point where in a district uh, where Republicans traditionally win by 30 points the National Republican Campaign Committee is donating, put 100000 into the race Mike Pence did a robocall Ted Cruz is showing up
0: so that'll help.
1: <laughs> People love Ted Cruz. They like where he goes I will follow. <laughs> so uh, here's the thing. The Democrat running is a guy named uh, is a guy named James Thompson. He's a civil rights lawyer. Can we get
2: love at bigger cards next week?
1: So I ran out I ran out of the larger cards. It's our third show. No, I know we it's don't fun to make funny of you, though. It's you don't fun have to make funny of. You. I think it's going really well, You're great.
2: And I got to say, there's so much going on, the title of it really captures who you are as a person. Thank you. The way you say it, say it again.
1: There's just like so much going on. That's who you are. (laughs) So (laughs) James Thompson is running. He's a civil... I'm going to do without the fucking cards. James James Thompson is a civil rights lawyer. Uh, He's an army veteran. He also is like the real deal. He was homeless as a kid, used the GI Bill to get through college. Uh, he's mounting a real campaign. He actually has a small chance of winning. He's probably going to lose, guys. We just have to face that. This is not a place where we ignore hard truths. Love it or leave it. (laughs) That's what we do on Pod Save America. (laughs) But there is a chance, and they need help. So I'm going to use the card because I'm going to read a website. Is that okay, Neil? Yep, please. Any other opinions? No, I'll I'll let you know. (laughs) Vote jamesthompson.com to volunteer or donate the race, the, uh, the election is on Tuesday. So this is happening right fucking now. And that's a segment we call There's So Much Going On. So wait, what do, what do we have to do? Help this guy win in this district. Donate
3: money to him. Oh, or volunteer bon-
1: okay. if you're there. Vote jamesthompson.com The information's on his website. I'm not, then, I'm not, and and how he... much work do I have to do to this fucking guy? <laughs> <laughs> Go to the website, figure it out. I've done plenty. Hundreds of thousands of people will now do as I say. <laughs> <laughs> John, do you think this is going to my head at all? Or don't do it because he's gonna lose. <laughs> I, it's gonna be close. We, the bad guys sometimes win. He win. Go. He, he could, could win. win. He could win. We can help him win. So, yeah. Yeah. So as you know, so I don't know if you can hear John shouting epithets from the crowd. But I, is it wrong to say that he? That he, I shouldn't have said he could. He's probably gonna lose. That's the wrong thing to say. He He has a tough road ahead. (laughs) That's how we spin it. You know what? That's why you're the master. (laughs) Tough road ahead, but we can help him. There's so much going on. (laughs) When we come back, a segment called... Okay, stop. This is OK Stop, uh, where we watch a clip and we stop it to rant about it and talk about what's going on. Uh, this week, it is a clip of Fareed Zakaria, who was asked the question, what changed because Trump took uh, uh, action in Syria? There's a 10% chance John's going to rush the stage and grab a mic, <laughs> and I do want that to happen, because he was so infuriated by this, he might have—he almost exploded. Uh, so what changed because Trump took his, this action? Let's watch the clip.
5: <laughs> it's day 78 of the Trump presidency. What changed last night? I think uh, Donald Trump became president of the United States. I think this was... Oh. Stop. Stop. Stop.
1: <laughs> First of all, why do people on CNN keep saying that <laughs> over and over again? It's a stupid, crazy fucking yeah. sentence. He's been president the whole goddamn time.
2: It's, I, I said it's like uh, you're not a parent until you hit your kid. <laughs>
5: nonsense um, Candidate Trump had said that he would never get involved in the uh, Syrian civil war. He told President Obama you cannot do this without the authorization of Congress. He seemed unconcerned with global norms Okay, stop. First,
3: stop. Um, do you think he understands what the term authorization from Congress means? <laughs> I am not. I don't think he knows Trump? Trump? Yeah, I don't think he does I, I think, think it means he, like, did we knows. call over there?
1: Yeah. <laughs> call him, tell him we're going to war love the idea that um, you become president when you do the opposite of what you campaigned on. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's how you know. That's how that's you know he's really sinking more into apt. the...
2: It's it true. Yeah, that's way truer than what he it's said. Like, oh, he's getting comfortable. He's yeah. a total hypocrite, finally. Yeah, he's a politician, yeah.
5: President Trump recognized that the President of the United States does have to act to enforce international norms, does have to have this broader moral and, and political purpose. President Trump realized, as every president has for many decades now, that presidents always believe they have inherent legal authority as commander in chief, and they don't need to go to a pesky Congress.
1: Pesky Congress. They don't need to go to a pesky Congress. They have inherent legal authority. That is so crazy. And you know, Trump. We, we're all like everyone. You know, everybody on Twitter is like, Trump's breaking norms. You know, this is not normal. That's not normal. We've accepted something totally crazy. The idea that like the foreign policy establishment it, it has come to the conclusion that presidents don't need congress they can do whatever they want they can they can bomb countries they can they can uh, attack other places without any kind of authorization and that congress is pesky and that's how you know a person's a real leader that they're ignoring congress
0: i'm sorry excuse me when i covered the white house and you worked in it you were the first one to call congress pesky I mean, this is.
1: But he (laughs) calls everything pesky. That's just what he's.
0: This is just an outside the system perspective. When you're in the system, the White House hates Congress. I mean, that's just true. No,
1: I think that's totally right. No, so I think that's I think that's fair because I think what's fair about it is this is a bipartisan problem. Like this is a norm that was broken by both sides for a long time. This is a norm broken by Bill Clinton in Kosovo and Barack Obama in his term, and now it's being broken uh, by Donald Trump. And the thing that's so crazy about, the thing that really bothers me about it, is if you say to Congress. I I want your approval, but technically I don't need it because of the magical powers of the Constitution. It takes the onus off of them to do anything and it becomes a vicious circle. And the other part of it is we just spent a month talking about how we need a a judge on the Supreme Court who doesn't uh, invent rights inside of the Constitution and doesn't have you know penumbras of privacy rights and all the rest uh, that they claim is liberal activism. And then they find in the Constitution powers that do not exist for the president to virtually do whatever he wants or she wants on foreign policy. And it's fucking nuts. I also
3: feel like the norms that were, you were just talking about that were chipped away through the Clinton Obama years were like it's almost like if you have a bathroom Amber where it's like that you, you write like someone's name on the bathroom wall and that's like another chipping away the norm and now Trump is just like hitting a sledgehammer. There's no more bathroom. There's no more building. There's right. nothing. So it's like it's like <laughs> there are no norms left. Even the fucking norms in Las La is gone. Come
1: on. <laughs> I I I I I think we saved that norms. By the
2: way, that joke only is. works within a mile radius of here.
5: <laughs> I know! Should we watch the rest of this clip? Yeah. For the second yeah. time they want... Military force. It's entirely true that uh, Candidate Trump felt differently. Candidate Obama felt differently than President Obama on these issues. This is the stop shittiest stop, oh, stop, episode. Sorry, stop, of, it, yes,
3: stop, stop saying there's a Candidate Trump and a President Trump. If for the the President Trump is still telling people he tried to fuck Nancy O'Dell, and you know what I mean? Like he's still doing the same shit. There's no there's no change. There's one guy. There's, no change. there's one big fat fucking old asshole. And he the shit he was doing at these hellscape rallies in Georgia and wherever the fuck in August and September. Member, that's the same guy in the White House right now. There's no
2: difference. Also, since when does CNN air Hollywood Squares? <laughs>
0: wait, I know. Uh,
2: is that Gilbert Godfrey?
3: <laughs>
0: wait, can I? I'll tell you something is about that, this. Wait,
2: is that Madam up there?
0: <laughs> we w- we used to call this the Show of Force or the Muscle Flex. And I used to, I had this fight always. This This is called the muscle muscle flex. We need you live for the muscle flex at the top of the show, which means you have to run out, like if you're in Iowa and it's maybe two degrees, and stand there for 30 minutes so at some point they might come to you in a box like this so they can show their show of force across the country.
1: They, they believe that it's like a sign of uh, their power to have eight people in a box.
0: Correct. They basically I mean, not we
1: can find eight people to be on television. That's <laughs> CNN's show of force. It's
0: like Kim
3: Jong-un having rockets like a rocket break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, are you do you know like when you're on camera? No, it's oh, the worst. So you can, like, pick your nose no, after
0: it. the fact they'll say, You were just on camera
3: Look uh, up. That's my nightmare.
5: What is interesting is even the way in which he justified uh, his actions. President Trump did. For the first time, really, as president, he talked about international norms, international rules, about America's role in enforcing justice in the world. It was a
1: two-minute statement <laughs> at Mar-a-Lago that was barely audible that made no sense. Please. <laughs> and, yeah. and it was, yeah, the, the audio was like,
4: and I want to talk <laughs> about <American> children. <laughs> like,
3: it's Come yeah. on, guys. Get him some clean equipment. He, get a, you know, a nice a room with nice
1: acoustics. Dude, right. full, like, that, he, that's Florida, man. He announced a war. He announced a war on public access television. He
3: announced a war and he sounded like the fucking guy from Carvel Cookie Puss. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm on the floor. I'm going to stop this. Get a caramel cake. I'm fired up. I know. I get it. I love it.
2: Uh, I'm having a great time. Trump sounds like Will Forte to me. Like, I would just like to say that <laughs> I am like to dip into Hamilton, this this so-called Obama. <laughs> he sounds exactly like Trump. <laughs> he Trump's, does. Trump sounds like uh, Forte's character, Hamilton, Hamilton, who gave a speech at, at Seth's Seth wedding, wedding. At Seth Meyers' wedding. <laughs> it's the funniest thing and, I've ever seen. And uh, said that Seth's wife
3: had perfect tits. Perfect tits. <laughs> I,
1: I'm looking at your wife. She's got long, coldish legs and perfect tits. I just want to know that this is the first time uh, two members of my panel... Uh, reminisced at about about a private joke from Seth Meyers' wedding. <laughs> and and I want you to know that I loved it. Hopefully not. The I feel last. like now I feel like I'm on the outside looking in. Yeah,
5: and it's a great feeling. <laughs> Let's finish this thing. Since Harry Truman, but it was the kind of rhetoric that President Trump had pointedly never used either on the campaign trail nor in his inaugural. So I think the hold hold it hold it.
3: it. How much would you pay in cash to see Donald Trump try to spell re- rhetoric? <laughs> I would I would give ten thousand dollars to Cherry. I bet he couldn't do it. He's got four. I think hours he in would there. just like <laughs> try to
1: do Siri or something. Yeah, I mean he's got a hundred word vocabulary. It's a hundred words. Yeah,
5: I'm so sorry. <laughs> Morphing and a kind of education of Donald Trump.
1: So wow. that's the end of the clip. Brutal. People just need to stop expecting Donald Trump to become a different person. You're gonna be you're gonna be disappointed every time. It's it's almost like he's not the
2: president. It's like President Barack Obama. That sound right? Even President George Bush, whatever. But it's almost like and Donald Trump
1: as the president. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like not. It will never. Never. If it if it makes sense to you, it means you've gone crazy. Even even yeah. his when he says his middle name, it sounds dumb. Donald J. <laughs> J- <laughs> and that's okay. Stop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Guys, when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna use the rant wheel. <laughs> Woo!
5: When booking with other vacation
1: rental apps sounds like this.
4: This place doesn't look like the pictures. Ah, is there a door behind all those spiders? It's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. Ah, This is perfect. Relax, you booked a Verbo.
1: Now for a second we call Rant Wheel. Uh, this week on The Wheel, we have Mar-a-Lago, Jeff Zucker, the Pepsi ad, Which I think has gotten a bad rap. (laughs) S-Town Critics. You guys get it. You guys get it. Uh, The phrase, quote, grave concerns, end quote. That's amazing. (laughs) Uh, Go-go in-flight (laughs) Wi-Fi. That's an addition from yesterday. (laughs) Bill O'Reilly and the Senate. Jesse, let's roll the wheel. It's landed on the Senate.
0: I didn't see that coming.
1: These fucking people.
0: (laughs) I feel like you
2: should do a line of cocaine before you start. (laughs) (laughs) To really get the Dennis Miller vibe up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: The 80s Dennis Miller vibe of the rant wheel that we're going for, my idol. Uh, (laughs) Why is it funny? It was a great show when I was a kid. It was a great show. I love that show. I went I to a taping. Go did on. you really? Yeah. So the Senate. <laughs> if we're going to have a stupid fucking Senate where North Dakota gets the same amount of votes mm. as California, if that's how we're going to do it, these people can't just be a, big, a house, right? They can't just become the House of Representatives where everything is majority rules because then it's just an older, shittier version of the House. Well. Anyone have anything to add? What do you, when, what do you mean by older? That they're that they're older people because they hang on longer into their they've been alive longer. It is the only. It is the the Senate is the only job in the world where when you're 85, people say, um, "Are you thinking about doing this for another six years?" (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Patrick Leahy is very old. Like
3: I hear him and talks sometimes, and I'm like, "Is he going to go right now in the middle of this interview? Because he's he's old, and they need young blood in there." Because old people are going to die soon, <laughs> and <laughs> they have nothing at stake, right? Yeah. You're old. You're 64.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you're very young, 64. You very look young. fantastic. I look pretty good for my age, yeah. Thank you. the I, veganism. I also the vegan. Yeah. He's a vegan, you know. Neil's a vegan. Yeah. Yes. I
3: also put, you, it,
2: having said, we had dinner one night, and uh, this I don't know what this says about your character, but we got... We were at a restaurant called Crossroads, which is down the... It's on Melrose, and uh, we ordered kale, Caesar... As you know, like the salad portion. And then we have dinner and Love It goes, I'm gonna get a fucking kale
1: Caesar for dessert. (laughs)
0: It's It's because there's nothing to eat there.
1: Because I was hungry, because there's no fucking protein. right, great. This is actually gonna be a rant about vegan restaurants. (laughs) There's no protein. You go to these places and you have to like bring chicken with you because you go to Gracias Madre on Melrose. And it's like, these nachos have a cashew cheese, and I'm hungry. They need a corkage fee for protein. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: yeah. Neil? Are you a vegan? Yeah. Oh.
2: What do you guys want me to do with your stuff when you die way before me? (laughs) Can I take over over the podcast? I keep uh, so much going on right now. I use your audio (laughs) to set it up. I keep the wheel. We make some bigger cards.
1: Let's roll the wheel again. It has landed on the Pepsi ad.
0: I can rant on this. Do it. Okay, here's my big rant at the moment, which is there's very little acknowledgement of the fact that the resistance movement is 80% female, and that women and people of color are driving the resistance. And this ad, as objectionable as many people found it, that it monetized and commercialized genuine sentiment and political passion, at least acknowledged the faces and the identities of the people who are making this up. And I don't see that in mainstream news. I don't see it in mainstream media. And at least we're starting to see some representation of what's really happening.
1: Yeah, the problem was their sign said, join the conversation. No, no, fake think... signs were and, funny. And they, and they all applaud when a police officer has a Pepsi. No, no, I agree
0: that that thing was ridiculous for all those reasons.
1: You that love Pepsi... the ad. No. <laughs> you, no, You think that Pepsi's getting a bad rap. I you love, love the ad. I love
0: Kendall Jenner. No, I don't. <laughs> I, but I think that they're noticing that this is a a powerful market that should be tapped and should be uh, acknowledged and programmed to and let their voices heard.
1: Well, I think that's right. I think what's really interesting to me actually is I think the ad's insane, but it's interesting that we get mad about that because it's politics aren't subtle enough, right? Right. Because we watch a Super Bowl full of bullshit political ads that are trying to use politics to Mm -hmm. to lend to their brand. And we're like, we don't mind because we either agree with it or it's kind of nice. It's better production values for us. But Kendall Jenner does something stupid In the ad and all of a sudden we're like this is too much it's exposed my lack of faith in a corporate entity having a viewpoint right
2: right but also who's relying on pepsi for like moral guidance (laughs) that was my (laughs) thing why are you looking to a pepsi for moral guidance and b if you watch the commercial the cops are just hanging out
4: that's the
2: thing is they're not protesting the cops also, they look like security guards yeah. on like Magnum PI.
3: Also, if that commercial had any reality to it, the minute she handed it out the cup to Pepsi, he go, "Oh, I thought it was Coke. Never mind." <laughs> yeah. I've never. Won- Pepsi is my- not okay. okay. Yeah, it's not an acceptable substitution for Coca-Cola. I'd rather <laughs> pick <keep> an RC.
1: <laughs> Pepsi out <ad> again. Oh, <laughs> it has landed on Woo! Jeff Zucker. Um. Reminder, as a matter of principle, we do not prepare for the rant wheel. Can somebody please Google, while I start, the quote that Jeffrey Zucker offered about uh, why he puts people like Kaylee McEnany and Jeffrey Lord on television? Because it was fucking despicable. And whoever gets it first, say I have it, and you're going to read it. Because Jeffrey Zucker did this. There was a piece in New York Magazine about Jeffrey Zucker, who is the head of CNN. And Jessica, I'm sure you read it.
0: Yes, I read it. Oh. <laughs> I'm not biting on this. I've said my piece about CNN. I'm
1: sorry. How long did you work there for? All right, I'm going to say part part I think, what I think Jessica would have said. Uh, so so I, Jeff Zucker basically says that... Uh, John, 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 can you come up here? Because I know that you have strong thoughts about it. Ladies and gentlemen, John Favreau. Yeah. America. Hey, yes. Hi, everyone. Hi. Thank you for coming. Is this
2: what you look like having just gotten off a plane?
4: <laughs> How great is Jesus, you're I have to go on television with these people. I know, I've seen it. It's not great.
1: <laughs> okay. Neil. Neil. It's, it's my, a character. It's secretly my Achilles heel, though.
2: <laughs> we can go on about it. We have a whole thing. Um, as Zucker sees it, his pro-Trump panelists are not just spokespeople for a worldview. They are, quote, characters in a drama. Members of CNN's extended ensemble cast. Everybody says, Oh, I can't believe you have Jeffrey Lord or Kaylee McEnany. But you know what? Zucker told me with some satisfaction. They know who Jeffrey Lord and Kaylee McEnany are.
3: Okay, can I say something? That is fuck a disaster.
2: Fuck you. Let me say Beth something. Hey, Zucker, I'm, I'm a fuck
3: you. Yeah, Jessica, yes, I don't yes. think you should have said that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm a hardworking guy. I pay my taxes, right? I love my kids. You uh, look tired. I am a little tired because the little one kept me up last night. I don't think it's right that I'm subjected to Jeffrey Lord. I don't think it's right, but it's like like respect my uh, you know respect me. Don't don't make me watch Jeffrey Lord yell about bullshit. Well, you know,
1: it was interesting. It was the when I saw that comment, it was the first time I ever felt sympathy for Jeffrey Lord and Kaylee McEnany because <laughs> oh, they're being exploited by this guy because they're Jeffrey Jeff Sucker is. Kaylee McEnany is exploiting us, but Jeff Zucker is exploiting her because he knows she's stupid, he knows Jeffrey Lord is full of fucking bullshit, and is riding this Trump wave to a celebrity he left behind decades ago. Uh, but he doesn't care because it's not about them having integrity. It's not about his network having integrity. It's about ratings and about riding this moment. And it's fucking despicable because it's not a game and it's not a show and it's a national emergency and he doesn't care. And the worst thing is you have Jake
3: Tapper who's doing great work. Yes. You have some
1: gr- amazing reporters there. And I just feel bad that they have to like check
3: in when they go to the one the CNN locker room and be like, oh, hey, Rick Santorum. Uh, it is, it
1: is... CNN has become world-class journalists interviewing... Morons and goons. If uh, and also, it is, yeah. If it's a drama,
2: is it possible at the end of the season, like one of their cars will explode? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah. Kill them off, but not. No, really. The worst
1: part of it is, it's like it's like an IFC drama where nothing fucking happens. <laughs> 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 I don't even know what's on IFC. <laughs> just, it just you know what I mean. No, I'm drama. just saying, not like a Showtime vibe, right. not a Game right. of Thrones vibe. Not billions. Vibe. Right. It's no 1000000000s i I'm talking that right now.
0: There is one thing in the article that is worth noting, that, uh, in addition, which is it, it put on the record the fact that CNN was the first and the, the, to cover Trump's rallies uninterrupted, did it the most and led the way in driving all of cable to do this. And I think that no matter what happens in the future, no matter how stellar their reporting is for the next four years, no matter how phenomenal so many of their reporters are, history will show that they're the ones who led the media in this direction. And they have a huge responsibility, the management there does. I would like applause wait, wait, wait. for that. Yes. Did you like that? Seven years. Let's do it one
1: more time, and then we'll call it a day. I'm hoping for S Town critics because Hello, I want to make up. Oh. Yep. Yep. Yes. Listen, there are people saying a lot of outlandish and deeply unfair things about a podcast called S Town. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I may have been one of them last week <laughs> when I ranted about this serial and this American Life production being released all at once and swapping Love It or Leave It, swamping Love It or Leave It in the oh, podcast ratings. That, um, you know, oh, it's so good. I have listened to every episode of S-Town. It's one of the best documentaries ever made. <laughs> it's extraordinary. I'll cry right now thinking about it. Um, it's a portrait of a life. Uh, if you haven't listened, you're making a huge mistake. <laughs> and here's the thing I want to say about it. if I can admit I I was wrong maybe you can admit you were wrong (laughs) and if we can admit we're all wrong about something maybe things will start to change and that's the rant wheel that is it for this week's episode of Love It or Leave It I want to thank Ike Barinholtz, Neil Brennan and Jessica Yellen Uh, next week uh, Oprah is back She's got a special announcement. That's pretty exciting. Thank you guys for coming. <laughs> yes. I
5: want more. I want more applause for our panel.
1: Thank you guys.